This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. That is not an age-appropriate material from, say, a minor. That should not be in a part of the library that the minor is going to have access to. Man, that is amazingly simple. <laughs> that's, that's why I don't understand this big national furor over, oh, they want to ban books and they want to... Well, yeah, if it's inappropriate for a kid, maybe there's some places we shouldn't put that inappropriate stuff. Now, as an adult, you want to go and check out a book, you want to check out Fifty Shades of Gray or Black or Fifty Shades Darker or whatever it is, that's fine. As an adult, you should be able to do that. Listen, everything I know about women, I learned from romance novels as a kid. I would sneak and read my... Oh, goodness. Mom, what's a quivering what? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's it's interesting because I think we've talked about it in school libraries and I certainly, you know, I think about the activities of my kids and, you know, I don't have oversight of them in a school library. They just come home with whatever books are accessible there. Um, I think this uh, new rule is going to apply to like public libraries. So if I was to take my kids to, you know, Daniel Boone or somewhere or, you know, Missouri River Regional, um, I think that's where, but presumably I'm with them, right? So I, I think I would be looking at where they were, checking them out. And I will tell you, kids have gotten really smart. So like you said, you learned from romance novels. My kid the other day, he said, hey, mom, do you know what uh, what comes up when I Google your name? Uh -oh. Because they all have yeah. Chromebooks in yeah. school. And so, you know, I'm presumably many of these kids have phones. They have access mm -hmm. to the Internet at home. Um, so if they're not learning about the birds and bees from mom and dad or at the library, I, I, you know, they're going to find a way. I mean, I think they'll, they'll get on the Internet. I, I agree that we should protect kids from inappropriate. <laughs> You're Googling, Googling my name. Stephanie Bell. <laughs> so, you know, in particular, I think in schools, it's hard for parents to manage what your kid is looking at or comes home with. But in cer certain circumstances, like a public library where presumably I'd be with them, it is my responsibility to in, not only in a public library, but on the Internet to understand what my kid's doing. And there's uh, an interesting twist to this. Matter of fact, Christopher Arps, ChristopherArps.com, he's going to be joining us at 635 here on the show. We're going to talk more about what Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft have done. He's got kind of this, uh, he's floating this this book ban proposal, but there's kind of a twist to it. Pretty interesting. We'll have more with Chris Farbs, who's going to be joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, coming up at 635. Welcome into the show. Uh, so now that I have Googled Stephanie F. Bell, uh, Stephanie S. Bell, I'm finding that she is an older, uh, older woman in the city of Ashland. High-profiled attorney with uh, Ellinger and Associates and co-host here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. All that in <laughs> 12 seconds. And if I were to Google Brian Houseworth, what would I find on you? Probably um, college scoreboard host news. Um, you know, all, all sorts of news stories, probably. Singer of 70s TV theme songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, something similar, exactly. John Marsh, what would we find on you if we Googled you? Oh, man. Something mm. from old poster from the post office or something? 30, 30, 30 years here in mid-Missouri practicing journalism, and I might say he's perfected it, uh, too. Yeah. Uh, Producer Hannah is here. What are we going to find on you on the Google? Uh, I'm scared to find out. Yeah, I've heard you shouldn't Google your name, because people sometimes, we get curious, and we get kind of, uh, what, me? Me? Because we're always, we a lot of us spend a lot of our time thinking about me, I, ourselves. I've heard, and I don't know what the reasoning is, but apparently, like, you shouldn't Google yourself, and I don't know. 
I don't know why. The, uh, one of the things that uh, one of the things I remember a a talent coach involving play by play, but I think you could apply it to what we do. Um, is don't look at message boards because uh, I will oh, tell yeah. you that the 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 people that yeah. the I'm just going to say it the, the idiots on these message boards that criticize play by play people they there are certain people who do and then those who don't know how to badmouth people on there but uh, if you look at the message boards or even every week they're badmouth in the play by play I mean just enjoy the game don't worry about the play by play guy critiquing yeah, back it, off for enjoy, a minute enjoy the game yeah. just enjoy but I mean it's just so I think that's kind of one of the reasons why is sometimes you know they may not like the way a show is hosted or they may not like the way um News uh-huh. is delivered. Or they may not like the way the weather is presented. I mean, it's a, they may not like the clothes that the meteorologist is wearing. But you know, there's, there's oh some, yeah, we see they, that they, at the local oh, TV yes. stations yeah. all the time. Yeah, and it's it's like goodness gracious, what matters is the content, what they're saying. Uh, several years ago, when I was in Florida, Sheriff uh, Sheriff Morgan in Escambia County, Florida, we had uh, our uh, traffic reporter, and she also happened to be a weather gal on the TV station, and she'd come in and she would do the uh, do our, do our traffic reports. Yeah. And one day we were hanging out with the sheriff, and they got to talking about online comments. Yeah. And she she was really taken aback at what people were saying uh, saying about her on on Facebook and things like that. And she was just she goes on for ten minutes and like these comments and people are talking about what I'm wearing and all this stuff and 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 she goes on and on and on and finally she's like, well, what should I do? And the sheriff said, quit reading them. Mm-hmm. That's, right. That go. <laughs> That's right. Quit reading them. That's exactly right. That's it. That could apply to any business. I mean, right. you know. And we, we, and by the way, we get a lot of critical comments here at 874-9390. Uh, but we read them. Uh, welcome to the show. So we're going to have more on. Uh, my name is Brandon Rathard. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, coming up, 635. Chris Torops is here. More regarding this uh, idea on banning certain books. I hate when I hear the phrase tossed around. Book ban. It's a book ban. It's a book ban. Uh, 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 uh a ban that would limit certain books as it relates because there's stuff that we don't want kids to see. Stephanie Bell and I remember that morning we were in here and one of the hottest, you know, the book of the day or whatever that that people from the teachers union and teachers and public education institutions were wanting to put were, were in libraries. And Stephanie and I were looking at the picture. I'm a pretty cool dude. And I'm maybe accepting to a fault. Kind of laissez-faire. I'm like, Whatever. But I was looking at some of the pictures that were in this book. and You then were blushing. I was blushing. And then I felt I felt like I was going to get a visit from HR because I showed the pictures to Stephanie. Remember? And that? I was blushing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is inappropriate. This is like putting hands on a 12-year-old and whispering dating advice into her ear. It felt really creepy to even show pictures that are in schools. Mm-hmm. Blows me away. Uh, a couple of big things. City council meetings, uh, some really important stuff happened last night in uh, in Columbia, homelessness. But I want to start here because this is something that we don't hear very often. Ron Fitzwater, city councilman, Jefferson City. By the way, a uh, couple of big highlights last night in Jeff City, John. Yeah, the Jefferson City Council decided to delay a decision on tearing down 11 dozen or so more properties on or near Capitol Avenue for another month. And that was after the consultant came in and said, well, you know, if you want to try to find people to rehab these, you're talking a minimum of $4 million just to redo those. And city folks piped up and said, could be a bunch more. City did pass the budget 
for the next fiscal year of 78 million bucks and change and some ARPA money in that. And something you're probably referring to with Councilman Ron Fitzwater is they will continue the city subsidy in Jefferson City to keep the free compost site up and running. And while that's kind of, I don't know if in the weeds is too much of a pun to put on that one. Uh, but that was that was I'll one of those. You, I'll give you a few points. That was one of those deals where former county commissioner Chris Shepperly owns the landscaping company that was a contractor and did all that. And he was on the Saturday weekend show and said, without that subsidy, might make it real tough for folks to dump off their yard waste for free. So it doesn't sound like a big deal, but what do you do with it if you don't have anywhere to take it? It was kind of interesting. I was talking with somebody at the chamber event Friday in Jefferson City about this, and I'm like, yeah, I've heard about it. And I didn't know it was such a thing. As a matter of fact, and i got to give also points to Ron Fitzwater on the Jefferson City Council, also very likely mayoral candidate. He is declared mayor. He's declared, yeah. He just hasn't filed. Hasn't filed, so he has the intention to run, but he said this last night regarding this composting issue. We probably fumbled this one initially, and I think the public weighing in gives us that opportunity to reconsider things so I, I appreciate everybody that communicated with us i always appreciate when somebody can say hey you know what we we messed up and we've said we've talked about this a lot on our show especially coming for example from the white house administration the times that joe and corinne jean pierre and anybody else in the white house alejandro mayorkos when he lies about a secure border if these people there's a lot of benefit taking ownership of when you are wrong or when you make a mistake take ownership ownership of those mistakes and we could see there's some value in that uh and ron fitzwater there in a matter of less than 15 seconds took ownership of it and thank folks and you know what happens after you take ownership of something especially when it's a mistake or something you didn't do right and people move forward because if you don't take ownership of your mistake and you make excuses blame other people well it was because of the well that people will continue to talk about it put it to bed uh, and then in, uh, man, the homeless issue in Colombia. This is uh, crazy. As a matter of fact, we have an attorney on this morning. It was kind of an interesting story. Her name is Marjorie Lewis. Now, she reps the property owner where this land has been sold. Former. She formerly owned the property. She sold it, sold it to a Columbia City Council uh, uh, person. And now they're selling and they want to build uh, a home. Several different things as it relates to homelessness going on. But we have this attorney. She represents property owner who sold, sold it to a city councilwoman and now wants to sell it to a, an agency that wants to build probably a homeless shelter. And this woman's like, wait a minute. That's not what I wanted it used for. So it's interesting. It's not your property anymore. But were there, were there some kind in the contract? Were there certain parameters said, I'll sell it to you, but don't use it for this, this, and that? She's here at 735 this morning. But a couple of big things specifically as it relates to homelessness. Yeah, there's no doubt. And it's a little complex. The attorney you're referring to is Bar- uh, Marjorie Lewis. Marjorie Lewis, of course, has sent a letter, and, and that's gotten a lot of attention. You also have concerns from the Community Improvement District down on the business loop. But basically, in the in a nutshell, Brandon, what happened last night is the city council approved purchasing the VFW property near the business loop to provide an initial location for the homeless shelter. They will uh, be spending about $865,000. They'll get the building. They'll get the parking lots. 
There's a billboard there that actually is generates quite a bit of revenue. I think it's a Lamar billboard. They'll get that as well. So that'll generate some money. I don't know who's going to take over that billboard, but that's basically what they're looking at. And then the whole idea is to build this opportunity campus right in that area. Roughly, you're talking about the power plant uh, and then where the VFW post is right now. It's kind of squished in between Business Loop and I-70. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a few homes back there. I, I've, I'm went, There's picnic tables and stuff, but it's just it's kind of out in the middle. It's just kind it's of hidden. It's it, hidden. It really That's is, the way I, I think of it. It's, it hidden. it's hidden. You can't even hardly see it from the interstate. It's hard to see from the interstate. But there is opposition to this, and yeah. the CID board basically... Had a pretty powerful comment, Kerry Gardner. But in the end, the city council is going to proceed. We'll see what happens. And I think that's the thing. We'll see what happens. And listen, I'm, and there's something to be said for homeless families. I don't think it's inappropriate to focus on that, but city throwing money at a homeless shelter. And it's like, so you take money from me. And This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I met with spouses, and it was such a great visit to see our military. You know, a lot of times, only 1% of Americans serve in our military. And we think, oh, we're not at war. We don't have to worry about them or think about them. All right, Joe Biden last night campaigning, <clears throat> excuse me, on what? Is that on CNN? MSNBC? ABC? CBS? NBC. Uh, well, that's getting us into today's daily DC rundown with Stephanie Bell. Jill Biden on Monday appeared on none other than Chris Arps's favorite Uh-oh. Newsmax. Uh, we'll have to ask Chris about that. He's here six thirty-five. On what's Jill Biden doing on Newsmax? Well, apparently she was talking about cancer, and so I think we can all agree. She said it's not a red or a blue issue. Cancer affects every American. Um, obviously, the Biden family uh, in particular was um, affected by cancer. And so she did an interview just uh, talking about, you know, that we need to find a cure for cancer. And it was interesting. And, and it was pretty much. And it was a fairly lengthy interview, mm-hmm. especially for a cable news outlet. And she did say uh, it was pretty much about cancer, which is cool. Uh, and then she did say towards it, Joe and I will never stop fighting for which I get. It was campaigning to me, but I'm a cranky old dude. What do I know? (laughs) But we can agree uh, we need to do something about cancer, and it has affected us all. So I will give her points for that. Um, I won't nominate her for winner of the week. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, and somebody else I'm not going to nominate for winner of the week, uh, President Joe Biden. Officially, Hannah kicked off the application for his student loan debt cancellation program yesterday. Um, apparently, you didn't get the email that the application process actually opened Friday? I did not. You didn't get the memo? Nope. So the number of people that actually applied over the weekend is a fourth of a quarter of what they expect to apply. So a lot of people applied over the weekend. I'm wondering, I'm not usually a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, did they look at your social page, Hannah? And did you get knocked down the email <laughs> list or something? Um, oh, I mean, no. who did get the email to apply because somebody knew that i mean a quarter of people knew that that this application was open and somehow your name was off the list hannah i'm googling it right now (laughs) um and so yeah about a fourth of the applications are in apparently the soft beta launch that happened over the weekend didn't have any glitches um according to the white house call all Uh, his friends in delaware martha's vineyard hey just so you know here's a little in Pelosi does insider stock trading and stuff, so I'm going to do some inside info regarding this college student loan forgiveness. Well, we know how, like, tax returns go, right? Like, you're going to, you know, sometimes it takes a while. So are those folks who got the 
inside info? Are they at the front of the line? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've got my conspiracy theory hat on today. Um, and, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about are debates still a thing? Yeah. Um, but apparently they are. And there's been a lot of them going on lately. And uh, Republicans are uh, doing a shuffle toward the middle in a drastic way. Um, last night in Utah, uh, Senator Mike Lee was debating Evan McMullen. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You get it right. Yeah, what do I do? I, I thought you said Chris Arps or Chris Forbes.com. Either one works. Oh, it's- well, it's technically originally ChristopherArts.com, but because you keep scrolling it up and saying ChristopherArts.com, <laughs> we had to buy that domain. <laughs> so, because I can't <laughs> get it right, work. you're having to put more money. See, this is cause and effect. That's exactly what we do here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. When something happens, isn't that our specialty, we think, Steph? We yeah, ex- you cost me money. <laughs> I was just going to say, Chris, you should totally get BrandonRathert.com and point it toward your website. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't want that. He does not want that. But I will have all kind of stuff pointing to that. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, man. So, wake up, Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rathert, Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, Brian Housworth, producer Anna, all hanging out with us here on the show this morning. And we are glad that you are here, too. Uh, too. I am, too. Well, we, we love having you. It's one of my uh, favorite. You know what? Chris Harps, too. Tuesday morning, 6.35, and then I th- winners and losers of the week, 8.35. We do it every feel-good Friday. That's between It's between you and winners and losers of the week, man. Top. Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm honored. I, I mean, your favorite segments are winners and losers and Chris Arps. <laughs> that winners and losers segment, so it's, uh, it's pretty fun. Let's start here. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, by the way, uh, potential. Yeah, on Saturday. Can't, oh, yeah. What are we doing with him Saturday? Uh, the I was emceeing the uh, annual St. Louis County Republican Central Committee Lincoln Reagan Day dinner, and he was one of the speakers. Very nice. I do enjoy hearing. You know, he's got a lot of passion for what he does. He and does. I personally, the political stuff aside, yeah, I agree with uh, most of it. Uh, love the socks that he wears. <laughs> uh, and. Yeah. And he's passionate. You know, he's one of those, I believe he is truly passionate about what he is doing. But he's got a plan. Uh, Public libraries would have to adopt policies to determine what material is appropriate for certain ages. We hear a lot about book bans and stuff. But one of the things I thought was interesting, and he mentioned this here in a conversation with our news partners at ABC 17. In this rule, we don't technically ban any books from being in the library. We do ban the use of the funds that we give to libraries for books that just appeal to the prurient interest of children. So he's saying if you're using taxpayer money, state money, you can't use that money for these uh, books. Is this just a safe bet or is he really clamping his teeth onto something significant here? You know, in concept, I like the idea. Of course, we don't want our, our children being subjected to books telling them how to masturbate properly or telling them about transgender issues mm-hmm. and all of that. I, I, I do think that school board issues and things like that should be a, a more local area. Maybe the school board should determine that. I do understand his rationale that if we're giving you money, then we have some say in it. But uh, I prefer that to be more of a local issue myself. And I think he did, he's saying, you know, this will you'll have some local c- control uh, because each area of the state is different. OK, in St. Louis, you all do what you do in Kansas City. You all do what you do there. Unfortunately, specifically, when we look here in mid-Missouri city of city of Columbia gets looped in with the political mindset of Kansas City and St. Louis. Uh-huh. Uh, and they are the exception rather than the rule right here in mid-Missouri. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the rule, and I guess it says, you know, that any library employee shall not knowingly grant access to any minor of any material not approved by the minor's parent or guardian. And I'm just thinking, what if I, as a parent, decide I do want to educate my kid about the birds and the bees, and the library might be a good opportunity to go, and rather than like a book about biology, I would want like a book that does appeal to minors, that that talks about sex in a way that would be... Um, understandable to a minor and I want to go check that book out how, how do I go about doing I mean I could check the book out like with pictures instead of the pictures that we were looking at yeah, grab, like pictures of Spongebob Squarepants and Bugs Bunny showing you how to properly do this stuff right and it says that it, they would have to have my approval but we've been through before where I had to go get my daughter's ears pierced and there there's a rule that says you have to have parental consent and in order for the them to show the government that you have parental consent I had to show up with my ID and my daughter's birth certificate to show that my ID matched her birth. So now am I bringing my ID and the birth certificate to the library to check out a book? I don't know. Um, but, you know, I think I do like the idea of, you know, local control. I like the idea of giving more control to parents. Um, and I think, you know, in particular in school libraries, I think, you know, we need to be really careful because parents aren't right there with their kids checking books out. But I think this applies to all public libraries. I, I agree with you. And, you know, you guys had me on because I'm the noted political analyst, correct? Yeah. That's that why you had me on besides you like me, Brandon, you claim. Uh, <laughs> Man but, crushing. I mean, and Missouri, your knowledge of Missouri politics and your political mind, yeah. But you know what also, too, I think, and I hate to do this because I'm a political animal, I think you have to look at 2024 uh, governor's race when it comes to this decision to do this. You know, Mike Keyhole. Lieutenant Governor has made the rounds. He has uh, let everyone know he's running for governor. He's got a lot of endorsements from a lot of the outstate rural groups. Maybe this is a uh, move by the uh, Secretary of State to, uh, to, you know, to kind of stir things up for the potential 2024 governor's race. I don't know. You know, in these elections, school boards and parents have been very concerned about what their children are being taught. We've seen a lot of school boards that have changed because of parental activists. So maybe the Secretary of State's trying to get on board that bandwagon for 2024. All right, Chris Harps, com. Plus, you see him just like Jill Biden. You see him on Newsmax TV. Yeah, all that shocked the- me. <laughs> Like, what is Joe Biden doing on Newsmax? And it was a pretty lengthy interview. Now, they did spend most of their time talking about breast cancer, which is uh, cool. Chris Arps hanging out with us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Chris, we think back 20 years ago or so when I heard the story about Jay Ashcroft and uh, theoretically, or lack of a better term, banned books. We think about when his dad was U.S. Attorney General and the Patriot Act passed. And I know the librarians were really up in arms back then about their perception of some overreaching surveillance thing. Is there any, any tie to this? Well, I think if there was any tie, I think the Secretary of State and the former Attorney General are kind of doing things that uh, have to deal with the times that we're living in. You know, 9-11, 2000, uh, or at 2001, we had 9-11, terrorist attack. Um, we did some unprecedented things to try to keep the country safe. Uh, 2020, one of the big issues is uh, parental involvement in schools and what they're teaching our children. And uh, maybe the secretary has tried to, to uh, get on top of that issue. Hey, Chris. That I, in both cases. Yeah, I just wanted to know, when was the last time you were at a public library checking out books? 
You know what? I can honestly answer this. Okay. Probably about 10 years ago because there was a St. Louis County Library branch that was literally about to... Two minutes from uh, from my mother's house, I would go up there occasionally. Which is so, yeah, I visit my library. Uh, <laughs> Ten I, years ago, <laughs> I visit my library every decade yeah. too, Chris. I was well, trying. To... <laughs> no. well, you know what? I, I I'm just thinking about this. It was a little earlier because because uh, when I was younger and a member of the Young Republicans, they used to have their monthly meetings at the St. Louis County Library headquarters. So does that count? Yeah, we'll take that. From it was <laughs> seven years ago. Okay. Because uh, I was coming out, of, I was that conscientious objector, uh, uh, objector to Obamacare, dropped health care insurance, was paying fines every year because I was just adamantly, adamantly against Obamacare. I showed them more than $2,000 later in fines and penalties, but I showed them. But I had to go to the library for tax forms and I had to see the, because I, I needed the book. It was hard to find the info online and that was, yeah, it would have been about seven, uh, seven years ago. Hey, Brandon, yeah. I think you're the only person in America that paid the Obamacare fine. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I did because I dropped because I had health care insurance and I said, I'm oh, I? I'm dropping it. because I'm not going to be forced. I'm not going to be forced to pay for right. this. Yeah. And I, yeah, like I didn't I said, have any. And I didn't have health insurance for a time and uh, I didn't pay any fines. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. not yet. Uh, <laughs> the government's listening. They're they're spying. They are surveying. The Patriot Act. Yeah. <laughs> and I will go in defense of the libraries. I do have small kids, so I've been rather recently, and I do think, like, I mean, I love having a small a Boone County library in Ashland. Um, but I will say, before I had small kids, that period as an adult, I skipped a lot between the law library yeah, yeah. and the kitty section. I skipped a period there for going to the library. Yeah, I love I love the library. They're 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 a great uh, great resource, especially when you have one very close to your house. Right. Uh, I they, wouldn't drive to one. Let me put it that way. I wouldn't not, like get in the car, like drive ten or fifteen minutes to the library. No, but if it's you know walking distance like this one was, yeah, I'd do it. It's one of those. It's kind of like we think of some vacation spots. It's not really a destination spot. It's a day visit. <laughs> You know, like we think about some vacation places. Chris for Arps. Exactly. Uh, all right, fine. This is, uh, and I want to keep, because I want to talk about this. Interesting, something Marsh brought up on the show yesterday here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri about a school yeah. and radioactive waste found by it. Oh, that's uh, my school district. Well, okay, so there's context. <laughs> context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did not go to Jana, but yeah, that, that's in the Hazel School District, that school. Uh, so I want to talk about that because it is pretty interesting. It's getting some national play, too. Yeah. Uh, Chris Arps from Christopher. So the website, ChristopherArps.com. I'm looking at it right now. It's ChristopherArps.com. Or Chris, it's ChristopherArps.com. Uh, you hang out with us and talk about what's happening in the St. Louis Public School District. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Say a minor, that should not be in a part of the library that the minor is going to have access to. That is really, that's not that difficult of a concept. I don't understand the nationwide uh, unrest over banning library books. Now, I do get the, because I'm one of those, when you start talking about banning stuff, I'm like, mm, I got a little sketchy. But when you talk about kids, and I funnel every, that's Secretary of State, by the way, Jay Ashcroft, talking to our news partners at ABC 17 regarding his idea, saying, hey, if the state gives you money, that you're not using that money to buy these questionable books, of which Stephanie and I have looked at pictures from some of those books in the studio. Yeah. And Chris Arps, like, I had to get a wet wipe when I was done because I felt that dirty even showing right. 
uh, a mom of three, some of the pictures that kids in schools are uh, looking at. So interesting uh, concept there from Jay Ashcroft. Chris mm-hmm. Arps from the website, ChristopherArps.com. And by the way, check out his website, man. He keeps it fresh. There's always uh, new stuff on there. He does Becky a lot. Becky keeps it fresh. Becky keeps it fresh. <laughs> behind, there you go. Behind every good performer, there's even there's an even better, stronger spouse that's making those things possible for you. And I say that as a compliment to Mr. Bell and to Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Arps. Uh, Interesting story in St. Louis. John Marsh brought this up towards the end of the show yesterday. We do something called Leftovers, about 8.55 every morning, right before we get into the Gary Nolan show. Just some things we didn't get to in the show, and I wanted to give this more time. We didn't get to. Uh, Nuclear waste found at a school in St. Louis. What's the story here? Before we get into that, you know, my parents had an old uh, plaque that they bought when they were out of town that said that behind every successful band, is a woman telling me he's wrong. But anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah, Jana Elementary, that is an elementary school in the Hazelwood School District. I graduated from the Hazelwood School District, Hazelwood Central. Brandon, as a St. Louis, and you know that uh, St. Louis was very instrumental in the development of the atomic bombs uh, that helped end World War II. Um, A lot of the waste for those bombs was uh, dumped into Coldwater Cold Water Creek that's over by the airport. Coldwater Creek runs the gamut of St. Louis, uh, St. Louis County. Um, there have been reports for years of people that live along uh, uh, Coldwater Creek that have developed uh, rare cancers. Um, there is a group now that wants the government to clean this up to study it more. What was discovered this week was just incredible that they were taking samples of radioactive waste and they found radioactive samples not only outside of the school because the school sits on the cold water creek floodplain but they found radioactive material in the school library in the school kitchen uh so you can imagine that these parents are 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 very very concerned and when it comes to these these cancers that are happening people who live around uh, Coldwater Creek. I have a personal uh, kind of connection to that. My my father, a good friend of mine, and a, another friend of mine have all died within the last five years of pancreatic cancer. And the one thing that all three of them have in common is their houses backed up to the woods, which backed up to the creek. Is there a coincidence? Wow. I don't know. But there's been a very high incidence of pancreatic cancers and other very rare cancers for people that live uh, along Coldwater Creek. So when we hear this story, this is kind of personal for you. It is, it is. I mean, there's there's no connection to it yet, but, uh, you know, for these people to all die of pancreatic cancer and, and live in that close proximity um, to Coldwater Creek, I don't think it's a coincidence. By the way, there's another, well, uh, just quick offhand, uh, apparently there's a report this morning heard on Fox. We might cover this later during the show, but women who use hair straightening products apparently increased risk for uterine or ovarian cancer. Um, mm. And I and I wonder about a lot of I've these. I've not heard that one. Yeah, it's, I, I, I saw it this morning, and I didn't think much of it because I'm not a chick, although I work with a couple of uh, chicks. Yeah, yeah, no value. And there. you have no hair. We, we don't have any hair. <laughs> <laughs> <We don't care. laughs> My hair is straight, all right. It's straight, done, gone. Straight, gone. It's straight, disappeared. I saw a friend from Florida yesterday, and I hadn't seen him in seven years, and I realized I've gone completely bald since I saw him, and he's like, Dude, I like the bald look. 
Because to him, I'm bald. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, what do you mean the bald look? This It's actually kind of long right now. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris Arps. Chris. Jump me up there, buddy. ChristopherArps.com, man. Uh, by the way, I have reached out to Shimon Jones. She is, oh, appreciate uh, it. Thanks. She is a local candidate. She's running for Boone County Recorder of Deeds. She is worthy of your vote coming up 21 days from now. But she is also an interesting story. And, you know, Chris is a 51-year-old white guy. You know what my favorite thing to talk about here on the show is? Uh, what's that? Race. Uh, so, I'm being <laughs> facetious, obviously. But she, as a black conservative, she is an interesting story. And not just interesting because yeah. she's conservative. There's a lot of...